Well, let's let's see. Thirty-five divided by the square root of pi. Hmm, that didn't work. Shoot. Hey, G one, what are you doing? We've got the show to do. Hey, quiet, buddy. I'm working on an important project, so don't bother me. Like what? We've got a show to now do. Now listen, listen. I'm running some algorithms with the big data that I've collected in a data warehouse that I built using Python, and I'm using IBM Watson's artificial intelligence to build an artificial neural network for my fantasy football team. But I need to do some more data mining for my predictive analytics. You got it? Oh, my gosh. And this is for what? Well, Thomas beat me last week at Hurt. We play again soon, and he knows my plays, my secrets, my strategies, blah, 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 blah. I need an edge. Drew, he'll beat me again. No, 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 no. You see what I have to put up with each week? Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. All righty, Drew G2. (laughs) Welcome to another episode. This is number eight. Wow. We're We're getting good at this, aren't we? I think so. So tell me about your past uh, weekend. What do you think? Yeah, you you just got by, didn't you? I edged you? out. It was way closer than I expected it to be. Nip and tuck? <laughs> yes. Nail biter? Um, you have your nails still? Bit. Luckily, I didn't actually get to watch the game, so it wasn't as stressful, honestly. So in a week like that, do you actually visit, talk to Landon? Did you all... Yeah, we had a, we had a little bit of jabbering back and forth uh, <laughs> in, in a good way, just kind of like talking about who we thought, you know, would... Would uh, would pull it out in the end. We were both agreed that it was going to be close at the end. And it certainly was. It, was. it definitely was. And speaking of that, we've got the Week 8 recap. And G2, you take it away. MLB Baseball refuses to call his loss to Thomas and need to breeze hard knocks. An upset. He says Thomas has the better team. Reverse smack talk? Anyway, Thomas won 170-160. to 160. Another upset was in the making. Not. Acme Pack scored a season low 119 points and just edged your mom's hot yoga class. Boy, I wish he'd change his name. Anyway, 119 to 105 was the score. Todd Gurley just goes to show you need a team around you. 34 points. Jeesh. In a nail biter, East Dakota Community College pulled one out of his left ear by defeating Team Ball 135 to 132. G2 pulled it out even though his defense and kicker did not show up. Neither did Alshon Jeffrey for Team Ball. In other games, JB's Deflator Gators put away Team Miller 124 to 108. Both teams now stand at three and five. Finally, did we call it or did we call it? Team Stump put up big points again, scoring 168 to Mr. Wright's 117. Mr. Wright's kicker outscored his QB in both running backs combined. Nope, we did not make that up. James Conner at 38 points. Jacob loves you, dude. So Acme Pack and MLB are setting up for in first place at six and two each. Team Stump and Mr. Wright hold the next two spots at five and three apiece. And then we've got a slew of teams, I believe, are four and four. Yeah, it's right in the in the mix there. Everyone has a not everyone has a chance, but we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams for sure that really do have a chance at that playoff run. Completely agree. And I guess there are tiebreaker rules in place. Right. If you have a bunch of teams that finish tied for third or fourth, correct? Yeah, you go to points, uh, total points. 
and if for some reason the points were tied, which I've I don't think that's possible, but I think if it was, it might go by head-to-head record. But. Let's let's talk about week number nine. Who would you say is the game of the week? And I wish we could have, I wish we could see the other league managers. I would love to know who uh, they are saying is going to be the game of the week. But week number nine, who are you picking, G2? I feel like I just have to go with... With your team and Team Stump, just because you're two teams in in the top of the league, a six and two and a five and three, and and, and you do know, and you do know I don't like to talk about. I mind. know you don't like to talk about yourself, but I think it 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 just has to go because the other games going on are are not nearly in the same range uh, of record as as yours both are. Now we called last week's upset. Yes. Of course, now now was I right? I said <laughs> that that was not going to be an upset with Thomas beating me because right. because I just think he's got a good team. But if you go by record, okay, whatever. But uh, who's going to be the upset this week? So. Uh, I'm a little bit influenced by Thursday night's game. Yeah, but hey, me too. Dylan, I am calling an upset for you against uh, Deflator Gators this week. So good for you on getting on this list. So I hope you don't run into JB on the square of this. Oh, I hope not. Oh, guy, he's going to be a mad at you. Of course, I don't, I don't know if he listens to these podcasts, so maybe we can say anything we want about him. <laughs> but, you know, nothing, JB, you've got a great team. Yep. We, we, we love you, dude. But I think this could really be Dylan's week. And again, he already has a head start with 20 points Absolutely. From, from Kittle over Thursday night. He that, was a beast. That's gravy. Man, he looks, he's a big boy. His mom fed him well, <laughs> didn't he? Campbell's. And and then we have, okay, that, that kind of kills two birds with one stone. So you got the upset, and then there's been the Dylan watch. <laughs> and so, Dylan, right. we think you'll get your first win this week at 1-8. and eight. And then finally, oh, yeah, I hate this. The most points. <laughs> most points. It can go either way, as usual. Uh, I think maybe I'm just playing the cop out here, but uh, going with Acme Pack here with the highest ESPN projection at 146. Uh, he does have some different guys in his lineup this week due to uh, some bye weeks, but these guys are ones that can definitely be a boom. Potential for busting, but again, I think he has a, the most likelihood of of shooting for the stars. I'm going with you. I, I agree. I'm going with Chris with the highest point total this week as well. And by the way, why are we not picking Team Stump for the most points? He has some bye week issues this week. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. Good timing for you. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, what was the big uh, what was the big news this past oh, week, man. you do? So to cap off the the ensuing trade deadline from Tuesday, Golden Tate gets traded over to Philadelphia. Yeah. So that's so, exciting for so some. If you think about it, he got traded twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of more importance than the other. Exactly. Yeah. He probably didn't know who, who traded him. <laughs> In our league. In our league. But but you, now you think he's going to enjoy that. I think I think it could help him out. Um, I mean, he's going to be good no matter what. Um, I, I like him going alongside with Alshon Jeffrey. It'll take a little bit of pressure. Uh, off Jeffrey will give him some more open looks because cornerbacks are going to have to figure out, you know, what's, you know, who do we put the main guy on? Yeah, that's know? a good point. And I bet his quarterback, Carson Wentz, likes it too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, does this mean Carson Wentz has potentially maybe, can we expect maybe three to four or five more points a week from him? I think it's possible. I think we ought to keep I mean, an eye on that. I think this is, 
uh, Tate is definitely a bona fide number two receiver for him. I mean, he did have Aguilar uh, on his team, and he, he was still there. But, uh, gosh, Tate, he's he's a top 20 guy over the past however many years. So I traded Golden Tate, and he yes. got traded. Earlier in the year, I traded Demarius Thomas. Yes, you did. Who did Demarius Thomas and get traded to? He got to? traded to the Texans this week. Whoa. Uh, great move by, by the Texans, I have to say. Oh, I thought you were going to say great move. By oh, great move by you, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the Texans losing Will Fuller to, a, unfortunately, an ACL injury. They really needed a number two guy there to step in because they've been dealing with wide receiver injuries all year. So it's going to be good for Thomas. And good for the Texans as well. And the Ty Montgomery, that's a what? say what? <laughs> yeah, and I, I know you were mentioning, and I saw as well, people were saying, oh, it's because Montgomery fumbled during, during that yes. at the end of that game. I, I don't think I don't, so. I don't know about that. It, we may be overthinking it. Well, it, it's fun to talk about these trades. Now it's over, and now it's time for the big boys to, to start playing and, and do their thing and do what they uh, need to be doing is try to get to the postseason, right? That's what it's all about, right? So it is time for our next segment. It's the dish with the commish, and let's let her rip. Welcome to the dish with the commish. Hey everybody, welcome to the newest edition of The Dish with the Commish. It's your Commissioner Thomas here. And for this week's Dish, we're going a little bit more lighthearted. You know the Halloween was just the other day, so I got my Halloween candy because none of the kids came to our apartment. So this week, I've got Reese's Peanut Butter Pumpkins. And man, they are delicious. That's my Dish for the week. Let's go ahead and take it over to the top tip for the week. Is a tip from the top. For this week's top tip, I just want to give a shout out to my man Dylan. Even though his team is struggling, not doing so well, he's out there making trades, he's making deals, trying to make his team better, and anybody can appreciate that. That's really what the top tip is, is that even though if your your team seems like they're out of it, even if they've given up, don't stop playing. Play through the end of the season, try to spoil someone's playoff chances. Don't give up on the team because it makes the whole league better when everybody tries to stay competitive. So thank you, Dylan, for keeping it rolling. Thank you for trying to make your team better any way that you can, for trying out new things. And I just wish you guys luck for the rest of the season and to remember that even though this regular season might be kind of tough so far for some of us, make sure you hang in there all the way through the end. All right, you all have a good week. Thank you for listening to The Dish with the Kamish. Ta-ta! Well, 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 mm. well, well, I found uh, the Kamish very subdued. Yeah, that was, was a lot different for a change. Very subdued. <laughs> I found that a little bit suspicious. What do you mean by that? Uh... Come on, work with me. He, he, I don't know he, what you're talking about. Don't you know that Thomas is a famous <laughs> DJ? I mean, he he worked in radio. Uh, I'm not following. Well, didn't he work as a DJ in Fayette? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, this guy <laughs> oh, is yeah. he, this guy is multi talented. So he he he. he you didn't li- see. I got really good ears. G too. H- have you ever heard of backmasking? 
Um, okay, back in the eighties, back in the eighties, back in the seventies. I, I can't believe you don't know this stuff. I can't, I can't believe you haven't studied it. But the Beatles have famous record backmasking. You play the you play the vinyl record. You do know what a vinyl record is. Uh, you do. Yes. Okay, you play it backwards, and it makes these sounds. Uh, there are cases where satanic verses or satanic sayings are being said, subliminal messages to children. There's all these these uh, fires, these record burnings. So I'm here to tell you, dude. You're implying that that Thomas is doing this. Yes, yes, I am. And so your evidence is where my evidence is right here. It supports it. I spent all day. I, I trust me. I spent all day working his his audio. I played it backwards. I played it backwards. Do you have a full time job? <laughs> you, I do, but I made time for this. Was important. I I was concerned. So let's just shut up. Can, can I play this? Please prove me wrong. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the dishes with the commission. I just love having chomps and crush and dice MLB baseball for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I especially love this dish after I whoop them up when I play them like I did this past week. So remember, put some MLB baseball in a blender, then add sprinkles and drink up, boys! And there you have it, the dish with the commission. Um, you see, I, what do you think? You see what I mean? <laughs> Was that good? I mean, I mean, I mean. What, what, oh my gosh! I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, Why? Well, I'm really. Um, I'm. I'm upset. I'm thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about. I mean, here he what talks. Are we, what are we going to do about this? He here he talks about handing out suspensions. I I'm going to hand out a suspension to the commish. Can I do that? Should we think about uh, <laughs> uh, maybe usurping the throne? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. So I, I just, you know, back masking, I just thought we should share that. And you need to watch it. Again, when he when he's very subdued, you know there's he's doing something. So Stay away from him. So anyway, usually at this time, we also talk about rural changes uh, because, you know, the commish rules. Uh, I just think it makes sense. So, what do you got, G one? Well, this week uh, we're going to be a little bit subdued ourselves. So, people like me, we go into the ESPN admin area to do our business. You know, we 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 move people around. We go to the waiver wire, pick people up, we drop people. I just think the back end in the ESPN Fantasy Football League is just a little dull and boring. Oh, by the way, every week I put in who's going to win. I always say someone's. I always say my opponent's right. going to win. I always say they're going to beat me by thirty-five points. Uh, no one ever responds, so I just think we need to change the back end. I, I do agree that it's really annoying how you do put messages on the the quote unquote smack talk board, and you don't really get a notification for it anywhere. So Told you. It's, I, I wish ESPN would do a better job of that. Well, I think Thomas needs to just... Do his own coding? Do, yeah. I mean, he, he's done that locally. Uh, he's done that at the bank. So, he, he's, again, he's a smart guy. He knows, knows how to back mask. So why can't he <laughs> You do, can do anything when you can back mask. He can do anything. Uh, so, Thomas, you hear us. Uh, I know you listen. I know you love us. Uh, maybe not after this week, but uh, let's do some uh, prettying up on the website. 
Hey, by the way, I love it when we have a new segment. Do you? Yes, absolutely. So we have a we have a, a new segment. It's called the Moron Files. I wonder who that is. Uh, I wonder who that is too. So we need to come up with a different term than the idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of like idiot, but so, moron moron's a good. So, good uh, ladies and gentlemen, in Podcast Nation, welcome to the first episode of the Moron Files. Hello, everyone. I'm G1 of the Moron Files. As a Sebastian of ignorance and fantasy football, I'm here to share with you my personal journey toward excellence in America's new pastime, the participation in the renaissance of NFL rotisserie football. Oh, that's an old term. Excuse me. Hey, the first piece of intelligence out of the Moron Files is ESPN's most added and dropped list. Will Rogers once said, always drink upstream from the herd. You hear that, G2? Don't forget that. But can you apply that thinking in fantasy football? Well, sometimes not. It pays to see what others are doing and possibly following the herd. For instance, ESPN has a navigation bar in its fantasy football home called Most Added Dropped. This week, I'm noticing the most picked up names other than defenses are Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, Mason Crosby, and Devontae Parker. And what about the most dropped names? Well, there's Will Fuller, Jameis Winston, Jake Elliott, who? Jake Elliott? And then Corey Klopp. Ooh, Corey Clement. Ouch, I have that chump. Sorry, Corey. So what do you think you do with this information? Well, that's up to you. And there you have it for this week's Moron Files with G1 as he continues his path on fantasy football literacy and excellence. So what'd you think? Great, great points there. I like that. Now, do you use the, do you ever look at the most dropped list? I typically will just look at my own players on my team and see uh, what what uh, adds and drops percentages uh, on my team are. I typically don't really use it for league-wide. Uh, I definitely see the value of that. I mean, if you're looking at a free agent, you know, if you see that they've been dropped by um, you know, a significant percentage of people, then maybe that's there's a good reason behind that. So you can go into to more research on that. So it's a good indicator. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, number one, uh, last week, 6.8% ownership this week, 65.7%. Uh, that's a duh. That's, that's a no-brainer. Right. But but I I really wasn't thinking about Cortland Sutton. He'd be the handcuff to either uh, Sanders or Demarius Thomas. Right. So, I mean, it's fascinating. I Here we are in week eight. Uh, going into week nine, rather, and I'd never seen this. I saw it by accident. I thought, oh, that's that's really cool. So, so me, the moron, uh, the the all time rookie in this league, uh, I found this very very fascinating. So, anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about let's talk about the dream team. So, the dream team being, let's say. Let's say, G2, you could pick any players to be on your dream team. Now, we're, we're going to ignore the kicker. We're going to ignore defense. defense. So let's start with quarterbacks. We're going to do quarterback, running backs, one and two, wide receivers, one and two, tight end. And by the way, we're also uh, we're ignoring flex, which makes it a little tough. So we're picking quarterback, two RBs, uh, two wide receivers, and one tight end. 
And who would you pick for quarterback? Quarterback is a toss-up for me between a young guy and a more experienced guy. I like I like Patrick Mahomes. You can't go wrong with him. Good pick. And uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's always he's always in the argument for being the goat. Yeah, good pick. So I would go between those either one of those two. What about you? You're gonna be shocked because I thought okay. of I my first choice was Aaron Rodgers until I started thinking about. Wait a minute. I've got a pretty good quarterback <laughs> in the name of Cam Newton. Yeah. And if you'd asked me this at the beginning of the year, I would have said Aaron Rodgers. But after the last couple of weeks. I'm, I'm picking Cam Newton right now. He'd be on my dream team, number one. He's been looking really, really good. And he look what he did against the Ravens. Right. He sliced them up. Ravens' best defense. Cut, what? cut, 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 cut them up. Okay, running back. Running backs. We might have the same here. No, I uh, think we do. Todd Gurley was my first thought in my head as soon as you asked me. And then Saquon Barkley, number two. Those are my two. Those are my two. Who might be some runners up? Runners up. Uh, there's a couple there you could go with. Melvin Gordon would be one. Camara. Camara. Uh, oh, obviously, yeah. On my team, of course, Camara. Uh, yeah, I like Kareem Melvin Hunt, Gordon Kareem too. Hunt, maybe. Um, that, that gets tough once you start getting into right. three through right. ten. Right. But yeah, I, we like those first two, Barkley and Gurley. Now, wide receiver. I I had no. I just I had the answers immediately. And I know. Uh, one of ours is going to be the same here, I think. Uh, Thielen, Adam Thielen. Absolutely. My one. Yep. My two. This is a struggle for me. Oh, boy. Uh, I actually decided to go with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. here. Huh. I mean, he's got the best quarterback in the league, right? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that is that is his downside. I guess I'm thinking of him more in the big picture and, and his skill set. Uh, I... I don't know. He's so competitive, and when he gets a hot head, he just goes and kind of proves people wrong a little bit and and goes off. I am going with... I'm going with a guy who hurt me a few weeks ago, and that is Antonio Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Can't Can't go wrong with him. I was deciding between him and OBJ. And then the next one is uh, maybe tough. I think I know who you're going with. I'm, I'm already, a little biased. Yeah, tight end is who are you picking with? Kelsey? I, I'm going with Kelsey. I'm a big Chiefs fan already. And then also being an owner of Travis Kelsey, uh, I, I just really like his big playability. And then I think that's it. So I, I went with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. I went with Zach I. It's a toughie. They're, they're, it's interesting. Both of them had a very low week number ones, right. both of them. And then ever since, both have been in the double digits. But I think Zach may be ahead of him in the rankings. In the rankings he is, although after this week, because Ertz is on a bye week, Kelsey will edge forward. But it's tough to say what's going to end up at the end of the season. Got it. Hey, moving along. Moving along. We're moving along at a fast clip here. Interesting question that I have for you. We're calling this segment the Bye Bye Season, as in There Goes My Season. Isn't that cute? <laughs> I the, like that. The Bye Bye Season, as in There Goes My Season. So we're in the bye season, right? Yes. Bye season, as in the bye weeks. The bye weeks, exactly. Have you been hit hard yet? Not, <laughs> not really. My team is so mediocre and inconsistent <laughs> that if one of those guys has to sit for a week because of a bye week, I'm not even affected. <laughs> You're not affected. That sounds sad. Right? Uh, you, you know you... 
<laughs> you know you have a bad team when sometimes you're actually better <laughs> during a bye week. During a bye week, that, that that's bad. Uh, I mean, the one thing I do like about it is it takes away the decision a little bit, and maybe you play someone that you've thought about but have been too nervous about. Here is how lucky I am. I've got a bye week, and I'm crying, but yet I've only had him on my team for about three weeks, and that's that's Marlon Mack. Hey. <laughs> it's like I, I wouldn't mind having him this week. Right. Uh, the the week I'm going to cry, I think it's a couple weeks out still. Uh, Thielen, it's like you you don't re, you don't that's, replace that's him. That's an automatic twenty to twenty five points. That stinks, and that's the week I play Thomas again, and that goes back to our early segment. <laughs> It's like he knows all my plays. He knows all my secrets. So here's the question. Here's the question from the moron, if you will. What do you do with bye weeks? Do you do you plan ahead? I mean, do the stumps of the world, do the acme packs of the world, do they look ahead four weeks out, five weeks out? Hey, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a bye week. Do they start planning ahead, or do they wait until it comes upon them? They pick a player. Uh, how do they do that? How do you do that without sacrificing the future? Right. In my experience, what I what I tend to do, uh, I'm not one usually to to make trades because of impending bye weeks. But what I will do is I will look in advance, two to three weeks in advance, to see when those bye weeks are. I honestly have done it even more farther ahead than that, and I'll just see. Okay, when is when does Travis Kelsey have his bye week? At, and I did that at the beginning of the season actually, and, and I saw and looked at the the matchups from the guys in the waiver wire for that week to see if I had a favorable matchup for one of those. And then that person's not going to be someone that's that's really going to be uh, you know very competitively gone after during the free, during the waiver wire pickup time during the week. And so you could have a you have a shot at him ahead of time ahead of everyone else. So yeah, definitely do some planning ahead before the week before. Uh, just so that you have some time and so that no one else is going to be trying to go for that person as well. Will you be shocked that this moron actually been kind of looking ahead, trying to figure out what Not I'm going to do? surprised. You've been doing a lot of research. So I'm trying to be prepared, but I also know it can be difficult. Right. Uh, and, and I was looking at Stump's team two weeks ago, so I knew I'd be playing him. And I just thought, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you, because uh, he is taking a little bit of a hit this week. So, Jacob, if you're listening, sorry, but I need that win. <laughs> I need every win I can get because right. I still don't think I have that that great that that great of a team. So there you go. Bye weeks that, that you've got all your expertise. If you have any questions, you know how to get a hold of Drew through email. So hey, next up on deck, we've got the waiver wire. And right now, how would you give me two, three, four words that would describe the waiver wire? Uh, thin. <laughs> I was thinking something sparse, a little sparse. Uh, keep going. Yeah, you can uh, do better. Empty. <laughs> about like, lackluster. Stinks. Lacking. Stinks. <laughs> stinks. It's awful. <laughs> Terrible. So I think here's what I've learned really in my first year, really trying to get into this. Even though this is our second year of the league. I would say after five weeks, you still have some decent talent. You're going to find some gems. Like Marlon Mack. Like Marlon Mack. Um, And by the way, a guy that I've been starting, John Brown, he came off the waiver wires. Uh, I had another guy that should be on my team. (laughs) 
He's on my Tyler watch. Boyd. He was on my watch list. And what's the purpose of a watch list? To watch them. <laughs> to watch them. <laughs> I, and watch them and then pick them up, not just watch them go to somebody else's team. <laughs> but again, so during weeks one through five, six, I mean, there again, there's some good talent. So what's the story? Is is it just a waste looking at the waiver wire going forward? I mean, I would say it's not a waste. I mean, you still have guys that potentially, uh, especially in the case of injuries, who have a chance to step up and do well. Uh, right now, for instance, uh, Devontae Booker is, is on the waiver wire, and last week he got a chance to step in because Royce Freeman was injured, and he got 14.1 points. So it's not like there's absolutely nothing here. It's just dependent on the players that are playing in the NFL right now. By this point in the season, teams have a really good idea of who they're playing um, and you know how a certain player is going to be used, what their role is, and they tend to be sticking with it going for the playoffs you know, they're sticking with what's working. That makes sense. Here, Here's a question that I, this may be a Bill Belichick type uh, question. You think there might be anyone on the waiver wire who was drafted this past year that was maybe picked up in rounds five, six, and seven. They haven't started any, played very much yet they could be a factor for next year. Do you think those people exist? I don't know. I think there's a possibility of it. Um, I mean, we've already talked about before how, you know, a lot of rookies, they don't get a, you know, they don't get a big shot their first right. year. So maybe when you're looking at the waiver wire, you're really not looking for, you know, an immediate need for this weekend, but you're looking at, hey, how can I make my team a little more, a little better off looking into the offseason next year, whatever it may be, if you're willing to, to hold someone for that long? That makes complete sense. So I'm anxious to see what the pickups look like uh, going forward. And don't forget, we've got people, so every time you pick someone up, you will drop someone. So we'll see what those drops uh, even look like. But like I said, it is getting pretty. It's it's Like you said, it's thin. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's like next to nothing. Hey, before we wrap up uh, this week's episode, and by the way, thanks, thanks. We, we do hear... Uh, people I communicating with UG too about the uh, the the show and so we we've been having some fun doing this. Hope it's bringing some enjoyment uh, your all's way. Speaking of enjoyment, uh, there's a there there's an article in the Wall Street Journal. It's I think it was written in back in 2015. I've got it up on my screen right here. It's from the Wall Street Journal. Jason Gay, he's still with the Wall Street Journal. Uh, he does cover sports. He has a sports beat for the Wall Street Journal. And the name of the article is called My Fantasy Football Nightmare. And once we ever get our website up, we have a link to it. I don't know if this is going to be behind the paywall or if anyone can read it. But Jason Gay, he's very, uh, it's humorous. He's very, uh, he has a dry sense of humor, a little, a little sarcastic. But he he did not want to do this at first, did he? <laughs> Sounds like someone else I know. Uh, it said, oh, man, it bored me to death. I'd rather talk about real estate when it came to uh, fantasy football. But he ended up doing it. And part of the article talks about the, the draft uh, itself. And he just said it was 
very, very, very uh, boring. Uh, he he talked about, uh, now the first thing I had to do was pick a name for my fantasy team, and after writing 37,000 stories about Deflategate this summer, I went with generally aware. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> har- har- hardy, hardy, har, har. Uh, he goes on to talk about, well, I guess one of my favorite lines in here, was of course he he picked up some bad people. He talked about the whole idea of you don't really start with quarterbacks first. So he right. he made that rookie mistake. I've done that before. I did that myself as well. Uh, what he talked again? This is one of my favorite lines, and I'm I should have been more prepared for this. But he talks about watching games. Like, what did we do the other night, Thursday night? Why were we, we were watching the 49ers and the Raiders, both 1 in 7 teams. Why were we doing that? Because we play fantasy football. So here, here's what Jason Gay says. He says, fantasy football makes you do crazy stuff. You now have a stake in meaningless contests you'd never consider watching in the past. Like us last. Completely agree. That Vikings-Niners game was about as entertaining as watching a goat take a nap. And yet there I was as a clock pushed midnight because it suddenly mattered. Sort of. Even worse, I'm irrationally mad at Tory Smith for giving me no fantasy points Monday night. Until now, I had no beef with Tory Smith. Sorry, Tory. So I, again, I completely relate to this. Yeah, he's a great way of relating to fantasy owners. And and I do hope to interview him. We are when I posted this, I, I referenced this in my Twitter account. So this is my annual read, and he he actually retweeted it. So I thought that was really cool. So I, I really hope that we can maybe interview him uh, here on the podcast before the uh, season's over. Great article. So that is a wrap for episode number eight. This was fun. Again, it flew by. And um, again, thank you, G2. Want to say anything else to our huge audience out there? No. <laughs> No. Uh, Good luck with this week. That's Uh, all I got. Ditto. Good luck to everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two Gs, Mark and Drew.